Okay, guys, welcome back to the second episode of Walks of Life. I've got somebody here who I just wanted to have on this episode today. And what we're going to be talking about is essentially, you know, the grind, the kind of the things you do that you don't want to do, the things you do to get ahead in life and why you do it and where you get that drive to get that. And that's going to be the kind of the topic that we're going to go on. So I brought on my good friend, David, David Lopez. Um, he's one of my favorite guys I've ever met, but I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, I'm uh, David Lopez. Uh, I come here to BYU Idaho, go to school. My major is uh, accounting, and yeah, work and I go to class. That's basically it. Nice, cool. So the way I know David is, um, I think it was probably about, oh, I guess two years ago. Yeah, at this it's about point. two years. Yeah, him and I, we actually. Went out to Colorado for a bit, and him and I were doing door-to-door pest control um, sales, and that's how him and I met. Like, he was just a really cool dude, like, super funny, super let loose, and we just clicked pretty well. And then him and I, after that summer, went back to school at BYU-Idaho, and we just met up again, started hanging out, and all of a sudden, you know, I see this guy pretty often, and, you know, I really respect kind of his grind and, you know, the hard work that he puts in um, to his everyday craft. Yeah, and... um yeah. yeah, like you said, we know each other for about a, about a year, about, about two years or so at um, doing summer sales. And yeah, no, I looked Danny up, looked to, sorry about that, first time jitters, you know how it is. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I look up to, up to Danny, you know, he tells me, he shows me all the books that he's been reading, and I need to start doing that myself, reading. Um, you know, he's he's always trying to fill his, his brain up with some with knowledge, because I mean, uh, it's it really it it's it's what's gonna what you're gonna keep in the long run. It's it honestly is what you know brings you to success. If you take, I feel like he's a good example of like if you take away you know if you take away his car, his money, um, his uh, uh, living or whatever, you know, all took away all of his like his 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 physical things, so to speak. Um, I'm pretty sure with his knowledge, what he's got in his head, he can uh, he can use to to get that stuff back within a matter of time. Man, thanks, man. That's probably one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten in my life, and you know, I I think that comes back to the topic of like, there's certain type of people who, if they don't have anything, you know, like kind of David was saying, if if you take away their their money, if you take away um, their cars, if you take away like all these possessions, their house, all these things, and you just leave them with zero, like those type of people are still able to get out of that situation because they know what it takes. They know how to work hard. They know that it's going to take some gruesome hours, that it's going to be brutal, but you do it for that drive to want to succeed, to want to be somebody in life and be in a position where you're able to do what you want when you want because essentially you sacrifice today so you don't have to compromise tomorrow in your life decisions. And you know, the, the reason I brought David on for this topic about just that, about working hard and building yourself up and building like a potentially a, bet, a better future for yourself is because, um, ladies and gentlemen, this guy grinds. Like, I, I've i never met somebody, I mean, he's only 22, who's worked such gruesome jobs as this guy has worked at this point. And then, you know, like the way he carries himself is extremely like, 
I, I, he's just a very humble guy is what I'm just trying to say. Like, you know, he works all these jobs. He's done all these gruesome things. But when he, like, talks about it, it's not like he's trying to get praise. Like, look at me. Like, I work harder than any of you guys. Like, you guys wouldn't be able to live a day of my life of, like, some of the jobs I work. Instead, he, like, reflects on what he's able to learn from that, you know, and, like, the good times he's had in that job and what he was able to take away. And especially the people that he's also met while working these jobs. And I think that's one of the big thing of the grind or maybe working jobs or going to school is as much as you want to work on your craft, you have to be able to understand the blessing it is to work with others and be able to learn from others and realize that everybody's in this together to a certain degree. You know, everybody wants to grind, everybody wants to get ahead. And I feel like a lot of the time we look at it like a competition or kind of something where we're trying to jump over each other. When in reality, at the end of the day, we're on the same team. You know, the only person you have to beat out every day is yourself and when you're able to get to that level of wanting to get better and do whatever it takes i feel like that's when you're really successful but you know one thing that david had talked to me about was he really gets his drive from his family so i just want him to talk about his family a little bit and kind of their grind and how, what he learns from them right right um no yeah i'd say one of the um yeah i'd say there's there's two people that i really look up to uh, one is for just uh, everyday kind of work, that that grind vibe. I get that from my dad, and then also the the educational one that I get that from from my sister. But yeah, going to my dad really quick. Uh, man, if I uh, it, it would literally take me hours to get through all these stories and stuff. But I mean, just to sum it down, my dad grew up. He grew up in Compton. He um, all of his brothers, uh, they're all gangsters, except for I think maybe, maybe one other one. Yeah, one other one, maybe another one, maybe two. They weren't, but all the other ones, they were, you know, they went to prison, they shot up other people. One of my uncles, he told me once that some guy shot him um, and the bullet like ricocheted off the back of his skull. So he lucked out. He's, there's nothing wrong with him. He's, he's like the closest, one of my close uncles. But he, good guy. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. My dad, so he grew up without a dad. Um, so did my my so did, so did my grandma and, and her her mom, and wow. uh, just yeah, they didn't really have like a father figure um, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, he, he he essentially had a fend for himself. And at certain times in his in his life, he was the he was a breadwinner. He was the one who provided for for his mom for my grandma. And so, um, and I also I mean I look up to him too again. Because he's kind of the one who broke the chain of not having dads for three generations. Then you know he's my dad now. He he's not dead. He didn't get didn't get killed. Uh, he didn't uh, didn't walk off and stuff. So I really look up to him for that. Um, but no, this guy um, <laughs> he got his he uh, graduated from college uh, from high school probably about I think maybe two two three years ago. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's the grind. When I, when I talk about like work grind, like this man had done all sorts of stuff. You know, he did custodial work for a long time. He did con construction work. Um, he was a salesman for cars, for furniture, for all sorts of sorts of weird things. Um, oh yeah, for windows at Sears. Um, well, just well-rounded, really well-rounded guy. Um, literally could do anything. Literally can make it. Yeah, it worked as a mechanic. Um, but yeah, and when I say like working as as a kid, he he worked. He started working, providing for the family when he was yeah in high school. And so, like I said, this this work ethic it's been with him for for forever. Um, he learned it from his mom, and 
she had to fend, you know, take care of all of him and his siblings. And so, yeah, I, I looked up to him to that. I, I really do. And um, when uh, we used to do construction together, he, he'd have certain jobs. He'd, uh, he'd hired me on there. And he tried to get, you know, he tried to get me to work. I, I did my best. I, I'm definitely not as hard working as it was before. But, you know, he had faith in me. He's like, all right, son, I want you to do this, this, and this. And he's like, all right, go and do it. And um, being high school, being high school age, I was in, I was like, all right, this is work, but I don't really have to put that much effort into it. I mean, it's my dad, right? Right. And so, yeah, and and I feel like though, once I left the nest, that's when it kind of hit me. I'm like, you know, you have to work. You know, you have right. to. You have to wake up in the morning. You have to. You have to make that bread. Otherwise, you know, you don't. You don't eat. <laughs> you don't. You don't get a car. You don't pay for gas. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't do the, the, the simple things in life that you grew up with. Right. And kind of, kind of make me like, kind of made me uh, grateful for that. It motivates me every morning. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And then real quick, my sister, she's, uh, she, she's smart. <laughs> she's really smart. She graduated at, uh, in 10th grade. She, wow. Yeah. 10th grade, she was like, I'm done with high school. They, was, they kept on giving her busy work, and she's like, you know, I, I, I just can't do this anymore. I want to move on with my life. So she got her GED, went straight to a community college, and got her associates and graduated with her associates by the time she was like 18. Wow. So I'm, uh, I'm the oldest in the family, but I have big shoes to fill. <laughs> big, big shoes. And so on both sides, my dad and my, um, and my sister. And so... Uh, but say I look, I looked up to him a lot. I really do, and um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like you know, I, I'd say I have a decent, decent um, background um, myself for the grind. But yeah, right. family, it's it's all about it's all about hard work to get into that success. Right, and I like how you expressed it right there. It's it's all about hard work, but it's not necessarily like always about the hard work you put in like specifically like in a job or anything like you were talking about your sister like she put in that hard work you know for her education to be able to get ahead because education is a powerful tool you know like if you want to succeed in something in life you have to learn the skills and you have to learn the crafts to be able to perform a certain job to be able to do and get what you want and but at certain times you know there's certain things you have to do to be able to get to that point as well too um so you know, David, kind of, I want you to explain some of the jobs that, that you've worked to be able to provide yourself and be able to get yourself through school. Right, right. Um, no, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I worked with my dad with construction. I did that a lot. did that a lot. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, working on roofs, working um, to, we built a house in our backyard. Oops. Um, yeah. Uh, recently out here, when I came out to Idaho, uh, I needed a job and stuff, and so I'm, I did like those phone sell, those uh, phone um, phone jobs where you just talk about like those surveys. Call yeah, those call yeah. centers. Oh, 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 that's brutal. Tell us about that. Yeah, God, <laughs> tell us what you do with that kind of job. Oh man, you just no. Well, one of them was just you call up people and you just try and get them to take surveys, and everyone loves those. They <laughs> had the greatest conversations with people. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome. Um, but no, yeah. So I'd say the brutal jobs I've had out here though, or I worked at this one job. Uh, Blixton, it's called Blixton Co., I believe. Uh, cool place, really cool place. Owned by uh, uh, some Sweden guy named uh, Lars. He, um, but yeah, basically we, we take out clients and they all go shooting for birds. They shoot for pheasants and partridges. 
Um, they usually pay about eighteen thousand dollars. So this, this wow. is a, yeah per person. Wow. This is per person. That's and, crazy. But honestly, they're they're probably paying more just for transportation. They wow. Yeah, these people they use their private jets to fly out here. And, that is crazy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So we take the clients out and they go shoot their birds, but. The, the way they shoot the birds is we have people that we call beaters, and they're the ones that surround the, the area that um, these clients are shooting over. And so me being one of the beaters, we'd go out there and we'd scare these birds. And these clients, some of them who've never held a gun in their life, or maybe twice or three times or so, they would, um, yeah, they would shoot these birds uh, about 20 feet or so over our head. And so, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're like, we're like on this hill, and they're shooting above our head, and you just see a bird fly down. And sometimes you have to, I, I'm trying to think. I think one of, one of my coworkers, yeah, someone shot a bird over his head. He didn't see it, and they just, like, landed right on his head. And that's, that's like someone's slamming a fist in your face. It's, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're big birds. Right. <laughs> they're pretty big birds. And so, I mean, it's, it's sketchy. I mean, you're working with you know, guns basically every day, someone's shooting a shotgun above your head, you know, that could be your last day, that could right. that could be your first day in the hospital with uh, shotgun wounds or something. That's crazy, man. How many hours are you usually working? Uh, um, well, we had to be there by 8.30, it's about a three-minute car ride, um, okay. and then we'd work from 8.30 to, I don't know, sometimes 7, sometimes 5, but it kind of depends, depends on the day, how many birds we shot and stuff, but I mean... Some days it'd just be during the summer, and so it'd be fine. But then sometimes we'd have to like work in the rain. Like it'd be pouring outside, and we'd we'd be out there in the middle of some forest or s some field trying to scare birds or like snow and stuff. There's was so one. Is there uh, any is there any trails you're walking through? Or no, anything? no. This is you're walking through like straight brush. Sometimes you have oh, to walk man. straight through like rose bushes. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, that's pretty rough. So and you're then just walking for hours essentially. Yeah. Um, and then crazy. there's been reports in some areas that we had to go through that. They have bears, and so, <laughs> that, we, I mean, you know, when you hear about, like, a bear in the area, you usually want to stay quiet and, like, walk away, but we're just, like, going around yelling, trying to scare these birds and, you know, causing all the attention in the forest. And stuff. So, so let me get this straight. So in the middle of the blazing heat of the summer, oh, yeah. you're, you're probably all closed up because you're walking through, like, thorn bushes and stuff, oh. but you probably have a long sleeve. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing long sleeves. You're walking through this in the middle of the summer, oh. walking for hours mm -hmm. in the heat. Dude. With people shooting guns over your head. Oh, yeah. And you might just get mauled by a bear if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Dead serious. And, wow. Um, no, it, it's great. You come back all sweaty and dirty. and. Wow, yeah, dude. Sounds like my dream job. Wow. Oh, it, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was hard. It really was hard. Um, and there was one time that uh, someone was to get the truck to, to take us back after work, but... Someone lost the truck somewhere in some field, and so we were just dehydrated for like oh, that. That day was terrible. Anyways, but I'm like, it, it, it's a hard job. Right. But I, I really did like it. I met some really, really positive people. That's awesome. These people, they're just, you know, they loved being outdoors. They liked working hard. They, they liked, they liked the adrenaline rush of, you know, that's awesome stuff like that. Um, and it anyway, made the day go by faster. Um, and those, I feel like those are the people that you need to surround yourself. But I need to surround myself by. Is uh, you know when when you're going through hard situations, it's sometimes it's I mean it is fun to you know go around the people who like talk smack about the the job you know saying like oh this sucks or um, you know like oh this person needs to do better or blah blah right. blah you know kind of you know something to blame it on so you can get through the day but 
at the end of the day, the only thing that lasts long is you know the laughs, the, the jokes you can make with each other, the right. uh, you know the camaraderie, if anything, I mean, the friendships. Right. Because awesome. you know there, uh, I mean, you could sit around and just mope about things all day, but then again, you could just do that at home too. Right. I mean, if you're gonna work all day, might as well make it positive, make it worth your while. All right. So, the, so the three jobs I have right now down for you, David. Um, to kind of just define your grind is you worked construction. Yeah. You did door-to-door sales. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You walk through thorn bristles for hours every day. Basically. Now, tell them about the job you got right now. So right now, I'm just doing uh, snow shoveling. Yeah, I'm a guy from Long Beach, California, born and raised <laughs> in the beautiful temperatures between, uh, I don't know, 60s maybe to like, you know, 80s, 90s or something like that. Um but yeah, now I'm out here in Rexburg, Idaho, shoveling snow. Uh, you have to wake up like usually two o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh! Dude. And sometimes you don't know when, what days you're gonna work. They just call you up like, "Hey, we'll see you at two. And we're like, "All right." And then you go out yeah. there and and you. Um, for me, I'm really sensitive to caffeine, so I just I take a shot of Monster and a literal shot, of Monster, <laughs> and I, I just I head out. And I'm, there's one time where we worked 17 hours, so from wow. two in the morning, and we finally got back at. I finally got home at like 7:30. Wow. Yeah. No, that's that, crazy, that was a hard day. But it's yeah, it's the grind. Right. It's it. I mean, it brings the money, it pays for the college, but you know, it keeps. I feel like I mean, okay. So out, out of all these things, all these jobs, um, it's. I wouldn't make a career out of this. Right. <laughs> I hope no, no one ever really. does. Yeah. But these are these are these are things that um. You know, they keep you active. This, this, these are the type of jobs that keep you motivated. For man, I cannot wait to graduate. Right, exactly. <laughs> because honestly, I um, I mean, you know, I I came to school. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this degree. I originally was going to go for like a computer science thing. Right. Then I figured out I wasn't that nerdy, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, and so now I'm doing shout accounting. out to the computer science. Yeah, shout out to the nerdy. computer science peeps. <laughs> y'all nerds, but but they're smart nerds, and they can make right. some good money, and that's right. what I was hoping make for. More money than me. Oh, easily, easily. I was hoping, and that's that's what I was hoping to do, but. But, um, uh, but that's just not my path. And so right. for a while, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And, um, but, you know, if, if you have no reason to, it's kind of like when you go and live with your family after being in college for a while. You go right. live with your family, you're like, well, I don't have to work. I don't have to, I mean, technically, I don't have to change clothes or anything. I'm just right. going to be home. I'm literally, I literally, if I did nothing, everything would be provided for me. Right. And so... That that's that's one of the things I like about these jobs is uh, is you know they keep you active they keep you working and in a way I mean it sounds kind of dark but it, you know they suffer they make you suffer right they like they make you want to do literally anything else and so I, this for me kind of like motivates me to uh, to want to figure out what I want to do in college what I want to do in my life so I can get out of this physical labor because I mean as you heard I mean as you saw you know I. I have a pretty big track record of doing nothing but physical labor. Right. With uh, a couple phone call uh, uh, phone places yeah. that I worked at. Right. But yeah, and I mean, I I wouldn't want to be there for the rest of my life at all. I mean, eventually exactly. your body will die. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and so yeah, this is what motivated me to to want to um, to want to study harder because um, it'll be easier. It'll be easier. I'll be able to provide a lot more for my family. And um, essentially, too, if I get really good at my profession, I can I can make my own business. Right. I can you know, I can branch off. And in these jobs that you know you make, 
Uh, right now, I'm making 14 an hour, which is mm-hmm. pretty good for pretty out, good. really I good for out here. Of. But um, for the viewers that don't know, minimum wage in Idaho is about 7.25. Yeah, so it's oh chump change. I've never, I've never made um, um, minimum wage, and I, I never will because right. I literally will do the harder job to get the bigger payment. But also too, you get more motivation to get out of there because right. Um, and you can because you make that you make that money you can you can survive off that plus some and so yeah because of that I'm yeah, it's you get it's it's a twofer you get good money and good motivation to get out of there and you know make something of your life exactly I I kind of made me reflect especially that part when you were talking about how these jobs make you suffer and you know I was I was kind of thinking about it as we were writing up the topic for this podcast and as you were explaining to me kind of like your life and the jobs you had to work to get to where you're at. And it made me think how comfortable my life was growing up. Like my, my parents are awesome. My parents, you know, gave me everything I needed. Like I, I think the first job I got wasn't until I was about 18. Like it, I just, I just was living comfortably, you know, like, I mean, my parents, you know, I definitely had like the regular chores that anybody, you know, in high school or middle school would have. And, you know, at that point I thought my life was hard because I had to do those little things, you know, or because I had to go to school and, and you know, that. And, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I moved to Texas for a couple years to try to figure that out. And I didn't start college until I was about 20. But while I was in college, I remember my first semester, I, I, I hated it so bad. Like just so bad. I didn't like college. I, I thought it was dumb. Like I remember I had a job for a little bit, but I just couldn't take it. Like I remember like, you know, working part time, going to school full time. I was like, this isn't for me. Like, you know, this is way too unbearable. Like nobody could do this. So I end up quitting my job, you know, so now I'm only going to school at this point. My mom is like funding me, you know, every few weeks. She's putting a few more like um, kind of dollars in my bank account to help me survive essentially. And here I am kind of woe is me. Like I have a hard life, like school is so hard. So after my first semester of college, I actually withdrew for a little bit. Like I, I was out of there. I was like, I'm done, you know, so I, I thought like that education didn't matter for me, that I was going to go ahead and just work a job and then kind of figure out my life from there. And, you know, I caught on at a place, you know, after you and I were done with the door to door sales, I, I caught on at a place at an almond factory. This place was brutal, like one of the most one of the biggest teaching moments of my life. But I remember I was working. This is my first time ever working more than, you know, 10 hour days. I was working 12 to 14 hour days at this place. And literally for these hours straight i'm just in this hot factory like it's it's in the middle of the summer in california and there's these 50 pound almond bags and my job is to stack those on pallets and that's all i do all day i pick them up off a conveyor belt i put them up over my shoulder and i stack them and i did that for hours and hours and i was working like every day and then you know i was saving up money and i was like wow this is brutal and then i'm thinking to myself i'm like what am i going to do with all this money that i'm saving up you know and as I started reflecting, like looking upon um, my own family, like I, I was actually the first one in my family to go to college through my generational path, but I realized I had to go back to school. Like I couldn't, I didn't want to live this life for the rest of my life. It's a very respectful job. And I mean, hats off to anybody who's willing to do that for the rest of their life. But I realized I couldn't do that, but I was willing to do it to put myself back in school. Instead of blowing that saved money you know, on like accessories, you know, I could have made myself look balling out. Like I could have bought like all these new clothes. I could have bought like an extremely nice car or something with the money I was making. But instead I decided to invest in myself so I wouldn't ever have to work something brutal like that. And so I was able to get back into school. I was able to pay for, you know, my tuition and all. And I was thinking about it 
or kind of reflected and I realized I never wanted to be put in that position again. And I was able to see the hard things that I was able to do because I worked a job and I was able to see the life I didn't want to live, but the things I was willing to do to get the life I wanted. So here I am, I think I'm on my fifth semester of college, you know, it's been a couple of years and, you know, I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm still on track to graduate and something I thought I couldn't do two years ago where I couldn't work and, you know, go to school at the same time. That's what I'm doing right now. You know, I've been doing it for the last few semesters where I'm working a good amount of hours to be able to pay my rent, to be able to pay to my tuition and not have my parents have to fund me. And I'm still able to get my education. So eventually I'll be able to put myself in a position. And I think that's come back because of the grind. And because like Dave was talking, I went through that suffering of working a job. I didn't want to work, but learning from it and understanding and going through that to let myself know where I want to be and helping myself stay motivated throughout that time as well too. But, you know, like David, talk about kind of what keeps you focused on the grind, you know, what keeps you focused in maybe school or, or on your work to just keep pushing forward, even if it's not as easy as, you know, some people would portray it to be. Right. Well, I mean, um, like I said earlier, I mean, like, you know, uh, the jobs I worked were pretty hard and you know, there, there's that bit of suffering and stuff, but I kind of think of, you know, that, uh, that popular, uh, popular, story thing about the that guru guy who was saying like some guru guy asked now some guy asked the guru guy hey now how do i become successful right mm-hmm. and um, later on they ended up like on some beach or something like that and the guru just forces the guy underneath right. the water right and yeah. makes it so he can't breathe anymore and, and the guy's like i need i need air i need air right. and so um i'm not saying like you know this process is, is quick like that but you know doing all these jobs um you know, some sometimes they're fun, but most of the times, you know, like you said, they're they're hard. They're hard jobs. Oh, you, yeah. I do not want to be there. Um, I don't mind it because it pays well for now. Um, I, I learned a lot. I've been able to talk to a lot of different people, and um, and uh, but yeah, like from and from the people I've talked to, lots of times they just they set these like these little goals, and they're just like, well, I'm gonna work here for a little bit and. It'll save up for, um, I'll save, yeah, in, in the end for, for retirement. I'll live off of that or something. And, but I can't really afford a certain amount because, I mean, my job doesn't pay me that much. And I've, I've noticed, too, I've, one of my favorite uh, books I like to listen to and also reference from is uh, Think and Grow Rich. And um, maybe it wasn't Think and Grow Rich, but, okay, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in that book. Maybe, I think it was probably Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki, he did say one thing. That's right. It was an interview that Robert Kiyosaki and some YouTube video I saw forever ago. And I, 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 I like basically live by this, but it's, it's, um, you know, most people who are successful, they're not, they're not people who just, you know, they're like, oh, I can only afford this much, so I'll get it at this time. Most successful people are people who are like, I want this. How am I going to get it? You know, if they want to buy, this this yacht that they want to have, if they want to have this this multi-millionaire business you know they're like how do I how do I get to that point and they will they will find a way to get to that point same and you know that desire doesn't come naturally and like I said it, it's taken me a while for me to have a desire I mean it's taking yeah it's taken a while for me to have a desire to even want to go to college want to have have a degree want to have a profession from uh, from college because. I'm like, well, this is, it would be nice, but is it necessary? I don't know. After working these jobs, I'm like, yeah, it's necessary because um, I'm not going to get anywhere going to these jobs. I'm not going to make that much. I'm not going to become this, 
this you know financially well-off guy i'm just gonna live paycheck to paycheck and that's right. that's that's like living in a cage that's something i couldn't do and so it's it's just that literally i mean it, like i said it takes it takes time it takes a lot it, i easily can say it's taken me years to get to this point but having having that desire having having a start in the right direction having that that goal in the back of your mind i want i want this i want that whatever it is um and then working towards it knowing figuring out what what doesn't link up with your goals cutting cutting ties off certain things that are holding you back those those are the things that motivate me and then, you know the jobs i have right now i'm like you know they're stepping stones right they're they're leading me to success and so i don't care what happens but if it's leading me the wrong way, like if it's some job that's that's saying, oh, you have to be here full time and you know, you're not going to have time for school, then I'm like, hey, you know what? It was nice, but I, I got to go because this is this is this is not part of my goal. This is this is holding me back, and so I got to cut that. Right, and I feel that, and you know, to all the listeners out there, like stay on your grind. Like I feel like sometimes we get caught up, or we we're at a job and. You know, where we feel like we're not progressing or we're not getting to where we want to be, but it's just all of a change of mindset of where you want to be. Like, you know, I love my job right now. Like, my job is great and it's a good time, but you know, at the end of the day, this isn't what I want to do for the next 30 or 40 years. It's kind of like how David was talking. It's just a stepping stone. That's all it is. So wherever you're at in your life, you know, whatever you want to do, like, don't go ahead and just look at what you're doing right now and ask yourself, is it a stepping stone to where I want to be? You know, at the end of the day, if you can say yeah to that, then you're on the right track. You know, I feel like a lot of the time we like to think that this life is a sprint, but at the end of the day, it's a marathon. You know, you have to be consistent with it. You have to just keep going at times that you don't want to keep going. And at some points, it's harder than it is easier. But at the end of the day, the race is going to finish. But are you going to be proud on the way that you finished it? Or are you going to regret it and look back and say, man, I wish I would have done a little bit better. Or maybe I wish I would have took those stepping stones at a certain time. So, you know, just stay on your grind, you know, go out there and, you know, Grant Cardone said it best. I quoted it a little bit earlier in this episode, like, go ahead and sacrifice today so you don't have to compromise tomorrow, which is a big thing. And like Dave was saying, like, do your best to not get trapped in a cage or, you know, in this prison, essentially, with your own job or for your life, because you think that's how far you can go, because the potential you have in this life is, is infinite. You know, life is really what you make it. And, you know, we, we hope that we were able to touch up on that today and be able to inspire some of you out there as well. Yeah. No, it's true, and uh, I guess final remarks, I guess, would just be like, um, FOMO exists, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to feel like you're missing out. Yep. Um, but this one guy I heard, really wise guy, he said, um, there's FOMO in literally everything. Right. There's FOMO from success. There's FOMO against success. I mean, you're like, hey, I'm missing out on, I don't know, going with my friends and watching this movie. I don't know. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but as an example, that by the same time, too, you're thinking, well, also, too, if I don't you know, take my, this test that I need to take or take this quiz or, you know, punching those hours at work. I mean, I'm going to be missing out on opportunities like right. living, like my degree, like other things. Right. And so FOMO works both ways, basically. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just pick and choose what you know is going to keep you in the right stepping stone and you're going to be on the path to where you want to be and with that path comes happiness. But thanks so much for listening, guys. You know, it's been great having you on, David. Yeah, thank you. It's been an awesome time. And you know what? Stay tuned for the next episode. Have a great week, y'all. Yep. Yeah.